It's June 29th, 2015, and happy anniversary. I'm Colin Detmar. I'm Jan This is Bolocro, and I have no idea what this anniversary is. Well, I'll give you a hint. It's a one-month anniversary, Johnny. Any guesses? One month since E3 almost started. It's more Dota related, I would say. I could just cut to the quick if you want. I am really like. I have no it has, idea. It has been one month since we funded the Immortal Treasure Threes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> they haven't shown anything yet. Okay. They haven't even told us, hang on, guys. They've just pretended it hasn't happened. Well, that that's Valve's new style. Like, they had that period of high, high communication, and they're pulling back hard. Yeah. I mean, you know, like, after what happened with the Immortal 2s, like, I'm not surprised it's taking this long, but, I don't know, it seems like basic PR... To just every once in a while put up a blog post being like, yep, still working on it. We haven't all died. (laughs) I don't know. Or we haven't all forgotten about it because of Dota 2 Reborn. We are all busy partying with Roshan. Sorry. The Immortal is an item for Roshan. It's that Santa Claus hat from Christmas. I want that on every hero. (laughs) <laughs> no, I don't want that to be on any hero. It'd be alright on Wind Ranger. Wouldn't really match your color theme though. Anyway, <laughs> Hatcast was was earlier. Um So Speaking of Dota 2 Reborn <sighs> Is it is it silly that I'm kind of disappointed so far? I mean, not like, not like really disappointed, but like, I don't know, like... I think they hyped it way too much. Yeah. As Val does. I mean, it's like they have no respect for the way their their stuff gets amplified with their community. Yeah, I just like... I understand, well, for instance, I understand why in their, like, Source 2 reveal videos, they were like, and here's what we are going to make the finished product look like. I understand why they did that. I really think they should have just showed what they actually had. Because what they actually had was pretty impressive. And when, like, here's an example. In that Source 2 video, they showed, like, loadout features that don't exist yet. Yeah, I I think it was too early for this. I think definitely put out the beta, but like the way you, they showed it off, the way they talked about it was more like you're trying to sell like something that was close to launching. Yeah, and I mean, like, and even like showing mock up like screenshots is fine, but showing like here is this build in action that doesn't really exist, or at least that you can't have. Because it's too That's broken, r- because we're not done with it. Right, that's really weird. Like, showing, like, we're announcing this beta, we're going to launch it next week, and here is this feature that won't actually be in it, that's a very strange move. Yeah, it really is. Valve is 
Valve is pretty good at listening to their community and like figuring mm-hmm. out how their community works. I don't think Valve is good at talking to their community at all. I haven't had to deal with any other com- companies like that lately in gaming. <sighs> That's another topic. <laughs> um, Johnny probably knows specifically what I'm referring to. Man, like I don't even because there's so many different things you could be talking about. Fucking Destiny, god damn it. Right, god of course, damn it. Of course, of course, let's move on, let's move on. Yes, yes. Um, yeah, so I don't know, like... I feel like they're, they didn't learn their lesson, right? Like, from the Dota 2, from the original Dota 2 beta, they were like, oh, and we're gonna do things where you can take over, like, someone can connect to a game in progress and take over if someone disconnects. And we're gonna allow you to set key bindings per hero, and we're gonna do all this stuff they never did. And they're bringing up all that shit again. And it's like, I mean, maybe you're gonna do it this time, but I just, I feel like they need to learn to not talk about features that they haven't worked on at all yet. It's like, I think it's the unevenness of it that really sucks. Because it's like, they talk when they have something to, like, hype up. And then they don't communicate when things change. Mm -hmm. And, I like, if we just had a more even level of, like, well, this is what we're thinking right now. And, like, this is what... Like, Blizzard blue posters are the best at that stuff. Yes. Blizzard Blizzard employees posting on the Blizzard forums are great at, like... And whether you agree or disagree with their reasonings for things, I know I have strongly disagreed with a lot of their reasoning in the past, but, like, they are very good at being like, okay, here's this thing that the community has a problem with. We are going to go in here, we are going to explain our perspective, we are going to say what we're doing and why, and we're, we're, what we're uncertain about. And... They do that constantly. Yeah, like, the back in my time playing World of Warcraft, and I've seen some since, some World of Warcraft ones since even, and it's just like, they're just constantly having a dialogue with their community, and often part of the dialogue is saying, like, this is an interesting point you bring up, we think you're wrong, this is why we're not going to do any of the things you suggest. Yeah. And that's fine. That's good. I I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I I wish Valve would take... Like, I mean, Blizzard has been known to hype up shit as well. But they they tend to do it when they are reasonably sure about something. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess with the way, with the way that Valve... The fluid way in which everything exists in Valve... I think you need that level of communication to make that work. Yeah. I think... Blizzard and Valve have a lot more in common these days than they like to admit. Yeah, totally. They 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 totally do. <sighs> so, <sighs> Dota Two has been—I don't know—I feel like six point eight four meta is really starting to shake out, and one of the things that we're seeing is. Pros are actually legitimately picking techies. Which I love. I love that it's, the most. It's great. It's Kuroki is, is probably, you know, the champion of, of pro techies, and he just like I don't think I have ever 
okay, not not ever, actually. Let me correct that. Other than the TI Finals last year, I don't think I've ever seen a team call GG when no racks or Tier 3s have been taken. They And it was because of techies, right? Like, they were just getting worked by techies, and after one particularly bad fight where they got lured onto mines and all blown up against uh against Secret, they were just so completely downtrodden and discouraged that they called GG. And they had lost the game, but, like, you never see it happen until someone's taking at least one lane at racks. It just doesn't happen. Yeah, I... Tekkis has been doing well, and not just in the pro scene, I will say. Oh no, like, not just in the pro scene. Tekkis used to have the reputation of that hero where you just... Like, if you saw someone on your team pick it, it was over. Do you want to know what Tekkis' win rate is right now? I would be interested, yes. 52.94. That's pretty... Reasonable. Like, considering that the reputation he had was like a win rate around 30% in Dota 1. I mean, I think... I think the Dota 2... I mean, maybe that is not true anymore, but but like comparing Dota 2's heyday versus Dota 1's heyday, the average Dota 2 player takes Dota way more seriously. I totally agree. But also, like... I think there's been a lot of changes in the in the meta and in the environment to make that this possible. But also, he got a bunch of buffs. True, but I mean, I also just think like people like when Techies was coming out, and people were like, "Oh man, like so if you're just like man, fuck these people and fuck everything, you can pick Techies and just be a huge asshole and make everyone suffer." And it's like, I mean, that happened a bit, and it still happens very rarely. But mostly the people who pick techies now are people's who people who are picking techies techies because they want to play Trapmaster. Yeah. Like. I, I think I think that was mostly the case before as well. I just think people didn't know how to do it, and mm. I don't know. Like it's really encouraging. He's always been one of my favorite designs, but he's always been crap before, and now it's like, oh, people are figuring out this is cool. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. I have some problems with what he does to Dota, but I would rather he existed than he didn't, for sure. I think, like, I think there can be problems where he... I mean, you talk about the problem of dragging out a game, and he can do that in ways that are kind of ridiculous. He can. And, I, like, yes, it is probably a bit much, and if it becomes a problem... Like, that people pick him a lot, and that's a thing a lot. Then they're gonna have to do something about it. But yeah. I'm not convinced that it's a problem cur- in a, in itself currently. Yeah, I don't... I mean, I certainly don't think it's there yet. I do think... But I mean, like... I mean, the one thing that I think, like, has potential to be a real problem is the way he does base defense, right? Like, the way he mines up, like, tier 1s and tier 2s and the jungle and the runes. None of that I have any kind of problem with, except for when I'm on the receiving end and freaking out. Um, but, like, the way you can defend racks and tier threes, it's so easy, and it's so obscenely good. Okay, so let's, let me put that win rate, like, into context. He is the 23rd highest win rate hero currently. That's very good. 
that's like it, he's not a top 10 on te- in terms of public win rate but he's holy shit oracle has the lowest win rate people suck <laughs> yeah oracle's so good jesus yeah no people don't know how to play oracle at all um yeah god um i bet you could really fucking Sorry, I was just thinking like Oracle versus Techies would be really interesting, actually, because <laughs> I think you could sur- you could survive like you could survive remote mines certainly by throwing W on yourself. Um, you know, if he detonated them, <laughs> which he wouldn't. Um, but you know, you just throw it on throw throw it on yourself when you go uphill, and just hope that he do- he's he's too excited to blow them up, or you deward him. Hmm. Um, because of the magic damage prevention. Um, yeah, it's good. Anyway, um, Omnath can't do that as well, though. That's true. That's true. Uh, I'm just remembering a game recently with an Omni Knight who just was bewildered and got murdered many times. I, he kept like he would just cast Repel on himself and then charge three people and start whacking them with a hammer. And the first couple of times he did it, we didn't even attack him at first, because it was just like, what is happening right now? <laughs> and then we murdered him. <laughs> you know, there are opportunities where that is totally the right call. Sure. I assume that he didn't. No. <laughs> no. Jesus Christ, some of these win rate stats are pretty disgusting. Omni Knight has a 60.6% win rate. He's so fucking good, Johnny. Yeah. In pubs, he's, and like even not in pubs, but like, Guardian Angel is disgusting. The top five Guardian right Angel wins fights. Are Omni Knight, Abaddon, Ursa, Undying, and Spectre. Okay, didn't see that last one coming. I didn't see it coming, but it makes total sense. Yeah, and I mean the other ones are just pub stomper characters. Yeah. So. And especially, especially in, t- in today's meta, like, they are really good. I mean, I'm dying. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. We, we've yeah. talked about this at length. Yeah, and, I, like, I'm not sure I have a problem with the way Undying, other than the AoEing zombies thing. That is the one thing I really, I really feel like they need to revert. But yeah. otherwise, I'm fine with the way Undying is now, because I feel yeah. like you can handle him. Um... I, uh, like, one thing that I think makes a big difference in, like, like, Shadow Demon got way better in this patch, right? Yeah. And it was one change. They added an effect to his Aghanims, like, the, so the previous patch, they made his Aghanims the charge-based one, right? Right. And this one, they're like, oh, and also it inflicts break. That's Bam. right. That was new, and... yes. I guess they needed to do it because there's so few things that do that now after they redefined those terms. Yeah, like, I I am glad they took it off of Hex because Hex was too good. But, at like, as you pointed out to me yesterday, it is three abilities in the game. It is Doom. It is, well, Ag's Doom, specifically. It is yep. Ag's Doom. It is Ag's Shadow Demon. And it is the Silver Edge. And that is yep. it. That's all. It's It's... Uh, like, I don't think it should be common. I don't think it should be easy to get. I think it should be prohibitive. But holy shit. Again, sometimes you need it. Sometimes you just need to break that fucking Huskar. 
Yeah, and I like the thing that I want is I want an item. You can make it expensive, but I need. I think there needs to be an item that casters can get that inflicts break. <laughs> um, and I, I, I again, I think you can't give it to Scythe. Scythe is already too fucking good. Yeah, I'm glad they it, took it off. Scythe is obscene. Scythe is like you give it like the the. The re- the farming int characters just get way too good with scythe. Well, and I mean, like before this last change, I mean, like I, maybe they still do this, but like in six point eight three, like if it goes late game, sniper gets a fucking scythe. Everyone gets a scythe if the game goes long enough because it was so good. I think I think you could still have that situation happen. I think it'd still be viable, but it wouldn't be as just obvious, you know? Yeah. Um. And I think that's fine. Like, I don't think you, I don't think you'd need to, like, I think if a carry gets a scythe, I don't think that's necessarily a problem. But it was so good that everyone, like, it was everyone's best item, basically. Yeah, it was and so that's silly. fucking good. And now it's like, now it's still really fucking, like, I mean, if you see a storm with scythe, you are still scared. Yes, yes you are. You are still scared, but you're, you're scared in a way that's like, this is scary. Not in a way that's like, this shouldn't happen. <laughs> axe is not axe. Oh, uh, great line. It um, is. It is. So the one thing I was thinking is, uh, Rod of Atos doesn't get a lot of love. Uh, I don't think that means, I don't think that's because it's bad. I kind of think it's the Vanguard problem, where it's an item that, I mean, f- it's not crazy cheap, but it is relatively cheap. It's around 3,000 gold. Right. I think it's 3,100 to be precise. Um, and people are just like, no, I'll get a Yules, or no, I'll get a Scythe. It just doesn't feel like a great long-term investment for a lot of characters. I mean, I think it actually is. I think the problem th- is just it's not flashy enough. People don't think about it. Well, I mean, I don't entirely disagree, but I also think, like... If it was if it was as simple as like you can turn Rod of Atos into something else that is more powerful once you get more money, that goes a long way. Even if it's like a Guardian Grieve situation where it's super expensive, right? Yeah, I I guess. As long and as that thing the, is flashy enough. <laughs> well, I think the thing you do is you make it inflict break. Mm. And maybe give it a fancier spell effect so people can fucking stop being dipshits, but... Well, also, if you if you want to inflict break, I think you need to be clear that something is happening, also. Sure, sure. Yeah, Rod of Atos is a pretty... Like, that's the other thing. Like, Rod of Atos, like... If you're not paying attention, you could not know what's happening to you. Because the effect is pretty subtle. Yeah. Well, for Dota. For Dota. <laughs> the effect is pretty subtle. Dota is a game that has non-subtle effects, and for good reason. Dota is the game where if you cast a spell on the range of the of the Nether Ward, there's a green bolt of lightning and a thumping sound. <laughs> it's like, hey, wake the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, and people still don't notice it because, man. <laughs> yeah, that one, like, I don't know, like, I, I assume you're like me, and you have most of, like, a lot of the spell effect sounds in your, in Dota sort of hard-coded into your brain. Yeah. Like, I don't have to be near, I don't have to see the nether ward or the bolts. Like, it doesn't have to be on screen. If I hear that thumping sound, I'm like, is Pugna on my team? Oh god. <laughs> well, I don't even, like, if I'm playing against a Pugna, that will constantly be on my mind. Yeah. Well, sure, if, if I'm, if I'm, like, 
obviously, if I am playing with a Pugna, I just start grinning. But <laughs> but yeah, like playing against a Pugna, it's like one eye constantly on like that status effect monitoring. Is am I in Nether Horde range? Yeah, because I tend to play uh, supports and often supports with high mana cost spells and ow. Yeah. Ow. I have once had the experience of being a Skywrath against a Pugma, and boy. I have done that several times. You don't touch that ultimate. <laughs> no, you pop like a pinata. <laughs> uh, maybe that's another thing where it should actually trigger after the spell is cast. Maybe. I find it really funny that it doesn't... It's funny, <laughs> but, like, is it... Yeah, you're probably right. It's funny. You're you're not wrong, but it's also like kind of just come on, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Though I guess I mean in a way it makes it makes kind of sense. Like it does. It does make a kind of sense. It's not as bad as craggy exterior, which makes no sense. Yeah, but I. Uh... I feel like if you're if you're dying because you're casting a spell, at least get to cast a fucking spell. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, but uh, roll of Athos break. I I think. I I I I think like I can't think of any other item to put it on. Yeah, I, I'm I mean... still not completely happy with it, but I can't think of another item to put it on. Yeah, and it, like, we don't need to create more new items. No, at the I moment, think, I don't I think, think that's. I think we're fine on that front right now. Like, honestly, like, I don't have a problem with the Lotus Orb, I guess, but it feels like a gimmick item. Yeah, I I feel like it doesn't do enough. I feel like it doesn't do enough, and what it does do, it just seems like, kind of like flashy for the sake of flashy. Sometimes almost. it does a lot, but. It's so, like, weird and situational and hard to control. The only thing I do like about it is when you hit a Lotus Orb and then you get Charge of Darkness. Because that's really funny. <laughs> that's funny, <laughs> but it's also not very, like, useful. Also, I wonder, I wonder what happens if you Nether Strike it. <laughs> I'm not sure. I've seen what happens if you Omni Slash it. That's a fucking mess. <laughs> I have not seen that. Oh boy, they freak out because they're just trying to teleport at each other and they just freak out. So they still count each other as units available for Omnislashing even though they're like... Oh yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. So they're just like whirling around. It's crazy. Uh, and yeah, Hard like counter. Charge of... Well, Charge of Darkness, you know, you, you like... Charge of Darkness actually is kind of a hard counter to Lotus Orb because it is... It is like, oh, you're running at me now. Right, and if you like, and you can stop cast it, but if you do, then he's gonna punch you, and you're not gonna get to punch him. So it's either like you can fucking play chicken with Spirit Breaker, or <laughs> or you wasted that. You charge. have to play Spirit. But then again, right. if you're in a position where Spirit Breaker wants to charge you, does that matter too? Yeah, I guess if you're like at a medium distance in a team fight, and you load sword and Spirit Breaker charges you, that's bad. Well, the other thing is that like, okay, let's say you're in a like. You're with your lane partner, and someone tries to gank you too, right? So you pop your Lotus Orb. 
On the other side of the map, Spirit Breaker is watching this happen, sees you pop your Lotus Orc and says, Oh, oh, I'm going to take him out of the fight! And just starts charging you, and suddenly you start flying that's in the other really direction. That's really funny, but that's going to be also super rare. I, I, I'm sure it would be pretty rare, but it seems like, like, if I was playing Spirit Breaker and I knew the other team had a Lotus Orb, that is specifically something I would try to do, because it seems good. Yeah, it's, it seems good. And also it seems hilarious, which is important. Yes. <laughs> Very uh, important. I mean, you've seen what happens with Nether Swap, right? You get swapped and swapped back, right? Yeah, you just, like, you don't even see, there's no visual effect, there's just the sound effect it's, of the swap, and you're standing exactly where you were. <laughs> yeah. A little silly. Which could be good in very specific situations. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, that's the thing with it. It's, like, the effects you have from it can be good, it can be bad. Whatever happens, it's going to be weird, but it's not necessarily going to be weird in a way that you can take advantage of. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I think maybe the way it's incorporated could use a little retooling. I think it can probably, be, like, be a good counterpick item when people get used to it. I mean, certainly, like, I think it's, fan like... Its existence terrifies Doom. Like, you don't even have to buy it. The fact that it is in the game scares the shit out of Doom. But also, if you do play against Doom and your entire team gets it, it would be hilarious. Actually, there's a good question there, isn't it? So, Doom's Agonims, one of the effects of Doom's Agonims is that when Doom is in range of you, Doom's duration doesn't tick down. Yeah. If you reflect it and he has Agonims... Does it never tick down because he's in range of himself? I don't know. <laughs> I would love that there so much. There are so many potential <laughs> bugs introduced by this item. Oh, that would be so good. It's just like, no, you are going to die. You have died. You lose. Go away. <laughs> oh, At that, that point, so it's like, someone deny me, please. <laughs> Which is often uh, the case when you're doomed anyway. Yeah. I doom... Poor doom. This, like, I, I say poor Doom, but I don't really mean it. <laughs> but, like, this he, patch has been rough to that guy but, in a way that I love. But then also, like, he's one of three sources of break in the game. Yeah, no, like, I, I'm fine with it because Doom is such a gross ability. Yeah. It's so gross. Yeah, it really. I, I don't think it's fun. Like, it's just, oh, and now this person is out of the fight. Unless you're I think. I think it can be fun. I don't think. It always is. I think it's interesting when you target someone, like a carry, a fed carry with it. But so often, and maybe this is just Doom players being bad, on public it's like, You! You Shadow Shaman! You shall not be in this fight! Yeah, I mean, I think it's the same thing as, like, as a lot of those similar abilities, right? Like, I mean, not entirely similar, but a lot of those one-person call-out abilities, like... When you lasso a crystal maiden, when you fucking, you know, winner's curse a witch doctor who's already used death ward, it's like, no, you're just being stupid. You're making that person unhappy, but you're not going to affect the next team fight that much. Yeah. It's just like, ha, ha. <laughs> yeah, and, and uh, pub players just tend to do that. Yeah. So I don't, I think, I mean, you could argue that that's a problem with Doom. But I think that's just a, a problem with those big call-out abilities in general. It's just that people waste them yeah. in ways that are frustrating. Yeah. 
it is, but Doom is one of the most, it's the most call-out of the call-out abilities, I guess. Yeah, but it is, like, seeing, like, pro games where you have Dooms that actually know what they're doing, watching a Doom, like, walk through a fight, like, no, I am holding this for the right target, and everybody trying to stop him and failing, or sometimes succeeding, it's just really, it's a really cool interaction. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously they want to kill him, but also they're just like, no, we just need to stall him. We just need him to not get in range of Void or we're fucked. I'm gonna kind of, <laughs> like, I've had sort of a turn about competitive Dota lately where I still enjoy it, but unlike fighting games where I kind of like watching it more than playing it, I I kind of enjoy playing Dota more than watching Dota now. Yeah, I mean, I, I always have, but I they they, like... It's not like, to me, watching Dota is not the poor man's playing Dota. It is a different thing. I like playing Dota better, but they do, to a certain extent, satisfy me in different ways. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of conflicted about it right now. I, I huh. still obviously look forward to TI and stuff, but the more I try to watch other Dota, the more I am just, like, depressed by how those tournaments are run and want to have very little to do with it. Yeah, I mean, like, the Dota Pit League has... I don't even know when it started. It started quite a while ago. Um, It's been running for a long time, and they apparently have been having a lot of scheduling issues. And the end result is that it... Yeah, it started in January, the end of January. It is still going on. And Team Secret just withdrew from it because they're like, look, the international's coming, and this tournament is still going on. We didn't sign up for this. Did you say January? I did say January. Yeah, okay. Um, That's... I guess they, the league is in the name, so... But was they, yeah. were they upfront about it taking this long? There were complications. I see. Then, yeah, at that point, totally. Like, I don't, I don't... I'm sure someone will find a reason to be mad at them over it, but seriously, whatever. Do it. Yeah. It's also worth noting, like, to be fair, Team Secret was in the loser's bracket at the time that they decided that. So, it's also possible that they were like, we'd have to fight really hard to get back into this thing, and it's just not worth it to us. Like, I don't think it was entirely, we're so fed up and we don't have time for this. But I think it was also partially, eh, we've got a far hard fight ahead of us. I feel we like really if, if, if there's complications and it starts, like, cutting into things you need to do for other tournaments, that, that is completely fine. I can oh, see sure. a perspective where you're sort of miffed about, like, as a as a spectator, but, oh, I can't watch them play, but it, I, at some point, they just need to, to make the decision that suits them. No, totally. I mean, I am, I am 100% fine with Secret's decision, and I think, like, most people should be, and if they're pissed, they should be directing that anger at Dota Pit League for fucking up their tournament, but I do think it's worth pointing out that secret had had lost so yeah they played it looks like they'd only played one match because they they qualified in losers brackets for the playoffs and then they immediately were 2-0'd by eg so 
you know, just something to keep in mind. Wait, they had only played one match total up till now. No, they uh, there was the group stages. They played all the way through the group stages oh, I in see. the prop in the proper tournament. Um, let's see. Uh, the the way it was arranged is that there were two losers match uh, losers bracket games played, and then two winners bracket games played, and then there were supposed to be two more losers bracket games played. One of those was played. One of those was not because Secret dropped out. So like. It's been almost six months, and they've only just gotten 14, out of there are, the group there are four teams. There are four teams left. Okay. that I guess that's sort of close to the finish line, but also if it's taking that long, I guess you can't be, you can't be blamed for saying that, no, we can't do this. Totally, we don't know totally. how much longer this will take. This is a problem. Yeah. No, definitely, they, they fucked it up. Johnny? Colin? Did you know? Moriarty? Yeah. You're going to edit that out of the podcast, because no. (laughs) Bad. (laughs) And I know you're not really, I know you're not really, so me chiding you is going to be on this podcast, but I don't fucking care. I was going to until you said that. (sighs) So... I'm going to tell you about lore. I'm not going to ask you if you want to hear, because I have stopped caring. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to talk about three characters. Okay, this is punishment. I get it. (laughs) Well, we talked about Doom a little bit, so we're going to talk about Doom and the two characters that have their fates woven to Dooms. The two characters that are Doom? Shadow Demon and Shadow Fiend. Have oh. their fates basically tied to Doom, or as in those three characters interact a lot before the start of Dota as a game. I see. So at the most basic level, there's Doom himself, who is basically Satan, right? No surprises. No, none. So, um, yeah, he's like, yeah, the Prince of Hell. Basically, he is. Um, they just talk a lot about how boy, he's so miserable, and he's gonna share his misery with you, and hell, hell, fire, hell. Um, a lot of the time, Dota lore does a thing where it talks a lot and doesn't say much. <laughs> yeah. Like Doom's lore does a lot of that. Yeah. Um, it tries to be very poetic, and it's not that impressive. But basically, like, Doom is a is used to be a powerful general in the realm of light, which, you know, obviously is basically heaven. And then he fell. Like, he is literally just Lucifer from specifically probably the version from Paradise Lost. Um, And so, yeah, like, he his wings were cut off and burned, and now he's, you know, like, cursed and tormented and walking the earth, blah, 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 whatever. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, So... Shadow Demon was basically, he was a demon who was a little more subtle than most demons. Um, his deal, like, he let himself be summoned by a bunch of, like, wizards and warlocks, and, and they were like, you know, I demand power, and he was like, sure, totally, here you go. And he was just super generous, right? Okay. 
And so, like, everybody was like, oh, man, like, guys, you summon this guy and he will fucking help you out. He's a good dude, right? All these demons, they're evil, but this guy's fucking cool. Um, it's not hard to guess how this ends. The power he was giving people was actually turning them into his puppets. And he made a move to take over the whole world. And this is where Shadow Fiend comes in. Um, Shadow Fiend, uh, at one point was Shadow Demon's pet. <laughs> that is, that is, that is basically explained in a couple of references in their, like, their, like, rival responses. It's never out and out addressed, but, like, Shadow Demon talks about how he liked it better when he was his pet, basically, and Shadow Fiend's like, man, fuck you, you're a dick. <laughs> um, <laughs> so Shadow Fiend eats souls, that's what he does. Yep. Um, and one day, he was going around on Earth eating souls, and he ate a soul, and he was like, this soul tastes like Shadow Demon. Basically, like, nothing but Shadow Demon. What the fuck is going on? Um, and he went to Doom, and they're like, oh shit, like, this very significant percentage of mankind is just Shadow Demon's puppets. So they, um, they killed every single member of this, basically, cult, and they found Shadow Demon, and they just ripped him to pieces. Right? I see but Shadow Demon is basically immortal, so what tiny bit was left of him very, like, over time has very gradually recoalesced into another entity, and he's trying again. I see. Bam. No part of this lore explains why he looks like Dormammu. Well, you know, as he says himself, who toys with demons will find himself toyed with. There's your explanation, Johnny. No. No? What do you mean? I also, mean, he no. hates Doctor Strange. What did you uh, say? I said, also, he hates Doctor Strange. I... Oh, uh. Dormammu is a villain from Doctor Strange. Come on, yeah, Johnny. Yeah, I know, I know. I'm just... Like, I, I'm, I'm... I'm... I tried to figure out if there was anything deeper there. No. Okay. <laughs> from me? No. Sometimes there is. Sometimes there is. Gotta give I you the benefit of the doubt. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so the idea is Shadow Demon's back and stronger than ever. Doom is still just being Doom. And Shadow Fiend just wants souls. And now they're all hanging out together like pals. Or like enemies. Depends on how they Friend end up on your team. Totally. They follow each other on Facebook. <laughs> I'm unfiending you. <laughs> oh, we are... Duh. So the other thing that is interesting, I, w I will not dwell on this for long, but you might be aware of Legion Commander's Agonims. Or not Agonims. God, what am I saying? Legion Commander's Arcana. Okay. Where she gets swords that it is explicit, like that are given to her for free when she goes looking for powerful weapons. She gets to this smith and the smith is like, here, I've been instructed to give you these for free. The smith is like, here, I am Shadow Demon, take these things I uh, that are not at all going to turn you into one of my puppets. It would make a lot of sense if he was either, if he was, I would probably say more likely a puppet of Shadow Demons, who was in turn turning Legion Commander into a puppet, because when you wear that arcana, Legion Commander gets a weird effect to her voice that makes her sound more demonic, and suddenly she gets extra lines which are in demonic, and she generally seems a lot more angry. Yeah. 
So, that's interesting. Hot plot developments in Dota 2. Maybe in Sometimes. Dota 3 they will explain some of the questions we still have. Well, no, I'm not going to do that to you. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so, let's talk about agonyms. Okay, we have to because we said we would every week. So, this week, we were going to talk about Kunkka. And then, it we discovered that it was really hard to come up with ideas for Kanka. We did, we did. We, I think we discovered why there is no axe for Kanka. <laughs> what if his boat was faster and also bigger, Johnny? What if, what if the minimum... minimum cost distance requirement was removed so the boat is super boring what if when the boat hit it did damage and also a stun (laughs) when you suggested that I was like Johnny I didn't suggest that I I started brainstorming in a direction and then it was like oh no this just leads to it being basically the same thing let's scrap it (laughs) sure okay well, let's talk about what you did come up with. You mean my throwaway idea that we that I don't think actually works? Uh, what if? And like, bear with me here. I'm Johnny, just gonna blow Johnny, your minds. Johnny, stop. What? You need to stop setting yourself up for failure. You can't deliver it in this tone of voice. Like, listen to this dumb thing I'm about to say, which is dumb. Well, just I fucking say what you're gonna say, and don't don't. Even if you do, you gotta have some confidence, man. Okay. You can't undermine okay. yourself all the time. Okay. Well, I have, gentlemen, I have this great technological advancement to share with you. If I could mute you, I would. <laughs> <laughs> what if we enabled Kanka to have? I don't know what accent this what, is. What are you doing? <laughs> What are you doing right now, Johnny? What if Kanka had... Uh, could cast, like, multiple uh, X marks the spots at the same time? I forget the mecha- what the name of the mechanic is right now. It is X marks the spot. No, I mean the mechanic... Uh, charges, charges. What if X marks had charges? So how would you envision that working, Johnny? I wouldn't. <laughs> Okay. That's the thing that we came up, we we got to, and like I think that's a cool idea, but it wouldn't work, like because key bindings would be a nightmare. And then you you alluded to like maybe there's a way, and convinced me to talk about it. So well, but in, if you mean alluded to, I mean I explained a way it would work, and then you said, "Huh, I wasn't paying attention." So let me try again. Maybe I won't <laughs> bore you this time. <laughs> So basically, if you cast X marks the spot on one target, you could make it so that you could cast it on up to two more targets thereafter while that X marks is active. And then when you hit the recall button or time expires, they're all brought back to the spot that the original target was X marks at. Yeah, I guess that would work. That would essentially work. Yes. And it would be very good. I don't know why I didn't think of that. I think it would be pretty powerful. Yeah. And the other thing you could do is you could do combinations that way, right? Like, you wouldn't have to X marks. Like, currently, you can X mark 
a friend or an enemy. And you could do two enemies and a friend, or two friends Jesus and one Christ, enemy. that would be gross. Right? Christ, that would be gross. <laughs> so that would be really good. You, enemy carry. You, enemy main support. You, Tidehunter. <laughs> or just like, <laughs> you, enemy carry. You, Enigma. You, Techies. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, Anytime anyone walks over uh, remote mines, you would just X marks them and X mark two more, and it's like, oh, oh, so this is happening. That would be so good. That would be so oh. gross. I, I like it. I kinda do. It would. It's more interesting than anything he has currently, I think. I don't mm, really actually- like Kunkka. Since you pointed out the techies interaction, I actually kind of like it better than my idea. Um, <laughs> my idea is basically um, playing with the uh, the nautical concept of undertow. Um, I would change uh, Kunkka's ship so that when it hit an area, it would, instead of doing a stun, it would do... I mean, it would be called an undertow effect, but it would basically look like when Bane does Fiend's Grip, you know, that kind of, like, struggling in place motion. Um, which mechanically works the same as a stun, but, you know, it'd be a nice graphical change to represent the fact that they are being tugged by a current. Um, and mechanically, the main difference would be that it would do a longer uh, CC based on how close you are to the center. So on the outskirts, it would just be like a regular boat, but at the center, it would be... I mean, I, I would do twice as long, but maybe that's too strong. I think Obviously, that's too strong, can, but the details uh, are always, you know, subject to yeah. balance. Right. And then thereafter, the area where the boat hit would have a continuing current that would slow movement speed. So for a while thereafter, there would be a sustained area where it's like, if you're standing in there, your movement speed is slowed. Hmm. So I think that's powerful enough that it would be really good in team fights. It would be something Kunkas might want to have, but it is not game breaking and it is not an obvious choice. Yeah, I I think I like it. I think I like it. Holy shit, we came up with two good ones this week. It took a while. It took a while. I don't know. I think we did alright with that Legion Commander one. <laughs> Ghosts. Uh yeah. I didn't mean that like it took a number of episodes. I meant it took a while for us to come up with these specific ones. That's very true. That's <sighs> we had a forty-minute conversation before we started this. <laughs> the podcast terrible. is going to be barely longer than our brainstorming session for Kunga X. <laughs> uh, yeah, we are. We have literally reached the end of like the the notes for this episode, and we are forty-eight minutes in. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm. I think we're gonna cut this one a little shorter than an hour. Yeah. I don't have much else to say. Yeah, um, me neither. We we didn't get much Dota done, I guess. I mean, I got a little bit, but you know, there's not too much to say. I feel like there haven't been a lot of 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 big changes in the scene. There haven't been a lot of big updates, and we haven't fully gotten into the big swing of fucking you know the international like pregame, um, which will get things really exciting. The, the- uh, the international, I'm just gonna try to invite people over to watch with me. I'll see if anyone bites. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I think I think we're gonna like 
I think the next episode we're going to have a lot to talk about, and I'm excited about that. But in the meantime, um, thank you very much for listening. Um, you can find Bottle Crow on iTunes if you give us a review. That would be very helpful. You could recommend us to a friend. We don't really have any kind of, of advertising or great way of getting the word out other than your support. So we would be greatly appreciative. Um, you can email us at bottlecrowpodcast at gmail.com with any questions or comments. Um, you can find Bottle Crow on Twitter at, at @bottlecrow. You can find me at, at 6264, and Johnny is at Johnny Warp Zone. Indeed. Uh, our intro music and outro music these days, because Johnny has stepped up his game, it's very nice, um, is by uh, Reddit user Pomodi, uh, who made the uh, Harmonies of New Bloom music pack for Dota 2. I use it, and I think it is quite excellent. I would recommend checking it out. I don't use it because I don't have any money. Yeah, he's uh, he's broke as a joke. I don't know how he <laughs> afford a microphone. Um, yeah, and uh, thank you everybody for listening. Um, we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Yeah, later everyone. Bye. Bye.